TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! <laughs> We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 457, and I am Libby, your host. And this week, we have returning guests. Hi, this is Yusun, calling in from Los Angeles, costume designer and TV enthusiast. This is Tom, executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hey, this is Peter. Um, I write for Why So Blue uh, and live in Hollywood. All right, uh, let's start off with the news. First up is that What We Do in the Shadows has been renewed for season three. Pause for applause. All right, woohoo. Okay. <laughs> wow, that was a lot lackluster than I thought that was going to be. <laughs> I laughed because the show <laughs> makes me laugh. Okay. Uh, Tuca and Birdie uh, was a cartoon that got canceled by Netflix and Plot Twist got renewed by Adult Swim. Usually happens in reverse, but there you go. Um, the Prodigal Son got renewed for season two, which is not surprising at all. Uh, ABC has canceled Bless This Mess, Schooled, Single Parents, and Emergence, and renewed <laughs> and renewed Single the rest of their fantastic. We're <laughs> okay. gonna burn that network to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I was saddened by Emergence because Emergence was just getting good. And so was can- I. Then they canceled it, but anyway. Uh, ABC has picked up a series straight uh, show straight to series starring Kira Sedgwick called it's called Call Your Mother and it's a comedy. Um, and CW is pre- is premiering gently used programs. They're calling them gently used because they aired elsewhere and now they're going to premiere on the CW like they're new, which is LA Finest and Swamp Thing. I thought. I thought LA's finest was going to Fox. It said CW. Huh, weird. Um, but either way, they premiered elsewhere, and uh, whatever. Uh, Tom, you have news. I have a bunch of news. Go for it. Um, ABC has ordered Big Sky, a drama from David E. Kelly, and Stana Kadic has gone public rate her firing from Castle. Which, you know, they really should have decided to pick it up for another season before they told her she was fired instead of firing her and then deciding not to pick it up because that's just dumb. Wait, what? Wait, I'm confused. She got fired from Castle before the show got canceled officially. Okay. Why'd you get fired? Um, stuff. I... Rumor is that she and Nathan were not playing well with each other. I'm about to say, that's what I heard, too. I heard that years ago. For years, but the, but the, they have not But the thing that's weird is they were planning to do an additional season without her had it gotten picked up, but it didn't. So why would you fire her before you pick up the show? That's just dumb. Well, anyway. I'm glad because I wouldn't have wanted to see that anyway. But, but this is, is, Was this a years ago thing? Because, like, he's on The Rookie. So why? I, I guess I'm... Because she went public about it. I mean, yeah, it's not like, yeah, obviously, the big... Basically, nobody cares is what you're saying. Yeah, because right? I was like, why? I'm like, this is... It feels like it's old news. To, like, well, it, the, the news is she went public about it, Peter. Because, anyway, yeah. Apple TV Plus paid Sony $70 million to license Tom Hanks' 
movie Greyhound for 15 years. It was originally scheduled to open up next month for Father's Day, but it's not going to. And um, he had to personally sign off on that deal. Wait, and then what? we'll talk about That's this crazy. So wait, so where is it going to air? It's going to it's going to Apple TV Plus. No date has been re- announced yet, but they paid seventy million dollars for a fifteen year license. Wow. Okay. That's like, they got expensive. money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about the they they shot a special episode of Mythic Quest called Quarantine, which dropped on Friday and was uh, produced on Am- iPhones. Pretty amazing. I loved it. Uh, CBS has made Viacom CBS has made a deal with John Krasinski for his web series Some Good News. I like that show. And yeah, it's cute. Do, yeah, what's Krasinski? How can you not love Krasinski? Yeah, I don't likeable. like Krasinski, but I like that show. But go ahead. <laughs> um, the big news of the CW: Ruby Rose has exited. Oh, I, I don't know how I dropped. All I've been talking about. I don't about know how you dropped week. that either. I think because I've been talking about it all week that I forgot that it was still news. Oh, my God. So crazy. And there is a list of people who want the role, including um, oh, one of the actors from Krypton and uh, oh. Stephanie Beatrice. Which actor from, from Krypton? Which actor from Krypton? The Blonde. No! The Blonde. No! I put my foot down. <laughs> and Stephanie Beatrice from from. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think Stephanie Beatrice would be great. Although, yeah, which one? Who's she from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Who's that? Oh, she's the Gina. she's the funny dead dead. Yeah, dead she's one. the hilarious. Yeah, she's the the one who never smiles. Oh, I like her, but that yeah, would be I love her. I just wasn't I, mean, sure. I want somebody who. First of all, they have to be able to still be able to do the stunts. I don't know if either one of these women can do the stunts either. I mean, you got to be able to carry carry off the character. Uh, I don't know. I think that they would be better off going with, with some. I don't know. I don't know. Who, who's your? Um, I was like, who's your pick? Yeah, who would you pick? Um, I would. I would pick somebody who was a relative unknown. I would pick somebody. I would. Because, I disagree. You. I think you need somebody that can. You want to pick somebody with star power? Well, not necessarily star power, but that, but I think part of her reason why she failed was because she'd starred in stuff, but it never carried a show and didn't know what that entailed, and also well, that has some stunt experience. She evidently was not well liked on set, and I'll I stop know. there. Yes, because she didn't know how to carry a show. Really, yeah. Uh, Fox canceled Outmatched, which only lasted one season. They also renewed Last Man Standing for season nine, which they, which uh, ABC had previously canceled, and it was brought back. And The Resident for season four, and Matt Shukri is like forty-one. It's like holy crap. Uh, Freeform is renewed. Everything's everyone. Everything's going to be okay. And Motherland, Fort Salem, yay! Oh, I heard FX about that too. Has, wow, I'm just like forgetting. FX all these has names. picked up Breeders for season two. HBO Max launches this week on the 27th. BJ Novak is developing a multicam comedy, Young People, for it. And the big news is Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League will stream next year. Ah, which is really me. curious. Which is really curious because the studio denied that it existed, and then. Not only does it exist, but HBO Max is giving him $20 million to finish the film. No reshoots, but they will. there will be some ADR. Uh, Nat Geo Wait, I thought genius. I heard they were going to break it up into series. Yeah, they're, well, not, not a series. It's going to be like no, a, no. a couple of parts, but eight. it's not going to be a series. I thought it was going to be eight episodes. No, no. 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 A rumor it's we don't, don't know. Four hours we don't long. know anything. We, don't, we, we really don't. Like, I mean, it's yeah. It's not going to be eight hours, no. Yeah, it's all there, speculation. Yeah. Like, four four hours is what they're saying. Uh, Nat Geo has pushed genius Aretha 
with Cynthia Erivo starring to the fall, and they've ordered Breaking Bobby Bones to series. Netflix, lots of news. Adam Sandler will star in Hustle from producer LeBron James. Edgar Wright and his producer Nora Park have launched Complete Fiction Production Company, which is developing three shows, Lockwood and Company, The Murders of Molly Southbourne, and The City of Brass. David E. Kelly is joining Melissa James Gibson as to showrun Anatomy of a Scandal. Animated film The Willoughby's clocked 37.6 million viewers in its first month. And animated film Animal Crackers, directed by my colleague Tony Bancroft, who also directed Mulan, is going to uh, stream on Netflix. And it's the first teaming of John Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt. It was actually in the can before A Quiet Quiet Place came out. Oh, okay, it's before. I was like, what about Before. Okay. He had them first. There's just been a problem finding a U.S. distributor. Okay. Uh, Ampus may postpone the 2021 Oscars. So stay tuned. California will issue film and television production guidelines tomorrow on Memorial Day. And, you know, basically some counties may be able to start shooting before others. Duh. And finally, a joint survey conducted by Performance Research and Full Circle Research found that 70% of consumers prefer to watch new movies at home. Oh, oh no! So we might be <laughs> we might be living through a tectonic shift in how, not just how movies are made, but how they're, how they're uh, exhibited. I mean, well, I will say smaller movies, I would agree, but there's certain movies I like to be in the theater Yeah, like for. the new Tenant trailer. Yeah, I want to see that on IMAX. Like... Well, Tenet, the thing going on with Tenet is if if theaters, enough theaters aren't open in the U.S. by Tenet, they're going to push it and Wonder Woman's going to get pushed again because those two are linked. Oh, good Lord. All right, I didn't need to know that. Thank you for that spoiler. All right, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Killing Eve. And this episode was like episode five, six. I don't remember, but it's it, six because there's two more left. I will say this episode made me happy because I like that Eve figured out without anybody telling her, without any conversation, that Villanelle obviously did not kill, uh, or well, her husband's not dead too. Well, see, that's the two things. One, her husband's not dead, so obviously not Villanelle. And that she was like, Villanelle knows he's off limits. She would never do this. So I like the fact that on her own, without anybody telling her, she was very aware that somebody else did it. The only thing that I'd say was kind of dumb was her showing up at that bowling alley with the Russian woman. At, um, Dasha, Dasha, Dasha. Yeah. I, I thought that that was like, you know, she's a hit woman. You know, she. you're pretty sure she attacked your husband trying to kill him. You don't exactly know why she did it. Why would you show up with her alone to confront her about it? That's crazy. Public but place. It is a public place. Still crazy. Um, I'm kind of disappointed with this season because there's not enough Eve. And this episode had more Eve than some of the other ones. But still, it's like, you know, and I wonder if Sandra O requested more time off or if they just wanted to. Sh- I, don't, I don't know what the reasons are. Well, I but think, just, I, no, but I think, the- I think that they're evenly splitting the time. I think we're getting an equal amount of Eve as we are Villanelle. I'm talking about the other characters, like what's his face, uh, um, the Russian dude. Oh, uh, Constantine. I like Constantine. Constantine. I do, I like do Constantine. too, but he's a supporting character. But, but that's when you okay. start breaking when, down, but, but that's okay. When you get in the third season, you start developing your supporting characters. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think saying. part of the problem was the episode that was like no Eve, all Villanelle. So. 
I, yeah, I don't have a problem with that either. So I, I'm I'm enjoying the season, but I do want them to get back together because that's the one thing that hasn't really happened except for once this season is them being in the same room. I prefer now, the show when they're in the same room. Riddle me this: is Const was Con- is Const- was Constantine Kenny's father? I don't think he knows. That's the thing is. He but didn't. The, he didn't know the answer. And then uh, when he said it to what's her name, uh, Catherine is her name. What's her name? Fiona Shaw. Yeah. When he said it to her, name. she was like, uh... and then you couldn't. Get, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't. She's like, get out of the car. So like, she didn't yeah. answer. So I, I don't know. It's like it, it was unclear. There was no yes or it, no to that. For for me, this seems and just seems a little off. That's all. I'm, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I mean, wh- when we get to the end, if Villanelle and Eve have not spent a little more time together... FaceTime together. Yeah, I'll be more unsatisfied. But I do like what's going on so far. Uh, all right. I guess for nobody else has any comments, we're moving on to Stargirl. Oi. Now, who liked this one? The Peter, you liked... Did you like this? I don't remember. I... Ah, uh, nah. You know, I wanted to like it because um, I, I was looking. I had heard it was kind of like DC superhero, but with that Riverdale flavor. And I was like, oh, that actually could be kind of cool. But eh, I mean, look, I'll say this: the biggest thing I would say is that um, the DC app is only doing. They're only doing one episode a week, kind of like Harley oh, Quinn. They, and so, yeah, no, 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 that's their normal mo, Peter, for, yeah. for oh, live action shows. Right, 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 right. Oh, no, you know, you're right. It's because... For animated shows, they give you a bunch usually, but for live action, it's one a week. Right. When I got into Harley Quinn, I got in a year later. So you got spoiled. Up, and I was like, this is great, you know? Which, by the way, Harley Quinn is fantastic this season. Right, but yes, stop uh, But anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, Stargirl, when it ended, I was like, okay, I guess if I had the second episode, I would have hit play. But because I don't, it's not really on my radar it's eh, it's i mean it's i don't think it's i don't think it okay, okay how about this i i thought it was better than uh cw's um nancy drew if that is the low bar <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty low bar that, man I that's, that's, a, that's a really well, low bar i just thought it was well, what did you think? Was, is there anything positive? Did you like? Uh, oh, who's the main guy? Yeah, I like the dad. I like sure. He's well, Luke Wilson's a good actor. Yeah, he's a good actor. I like him. And Amy Smart's a good actor. But oh yeah, yeah, I did like Amy Smart. I, I like to see that she was acting. I was like, oh, Amy Smart's back. Like, okay, Tom, go ahead. Who's who's here's my problem, and I posted on Aaron's wall about this in the court, and Livia saw that I know, but narrative fidelity does not make a good TV show. Or does not always make a good TV what show. What do you mean by what do you mean by that? Being faithful to the source material does not necessarily make a good TV show. And this oh. is a case where Jeff Johns, who he has a developed title, but he could have fought for created by because he created the character. But he's too. I, th- I think he's too close to it. She was pattern. She was, Courtney Whitmore was modeled after his younger sister who died tragically in a plane crash. And so wait, you know, what, it's wait. a love letter to his younger to his late younger sister. But and it's very faithful to the comic book, but I don't think it's good TV. Wait, and, wait, wait. And Jeff, John's, and Jeff, Jeff John's real sister died. Wait, what? Jeff Just what he John's, said. You heard him correctly. Just what he Jeff said. Jeff John's real sister's name was Courtney. 
she died in a plane crash when she was around the same age as the Courtney Whitmore character. So he created the character as a tribute to his sister. And she's a, you know, she is basically the next star spangled kid, but because who eventually became known as Starman, but she's a second generation superhero. But part of the problem is you have, because they decided to place this on a different, on a different earth than the Arrowverse, the prime, than earth prime and the Arrowverse, they have to do all this exposition in the pilot, which really bogs it down. And I just didn't think it worked for people who don't know the character. Yeah, I was, and that's probably that's interesting. I, I was pretty bored. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say nobody that, wants this big data dump. Right, and well, not even just the data dump. I have because I don't mind good world building, but it wasn't good world building. It was boring world building, and then well, it was lazy world building. Well, that too. I was that saying I was bored, um, and I think that trying to introduce her to how she gets the staff and trying to use it that wasn't even interesting the staff powers or not like how do they make magic a magic staff not interesting um she was just like oh i can do my gymnastic routines on them on it i'm like really like okay <laughs> uh, it's this just wasn't you you have this staff that can blow up cars i guess but they don't really, and it's supposed to be intelligent, but she can't understand it in any that's, way. That's interesting. That's, that's new. For, that, that's a change from the comics. Yeah, but I they don't, don't remember, make it to I where. I don't remember the staff being sentient. Right. But they don't make it to where she can understand it or, like, there's so many problems with it. that the And then at the very end, you see the dad's, like, he turned the car into, like, an Autobot. And so now he's a little robot car. Oh, no, 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 no. Stripes. Stripe is, that's not, that's his thing. I mean, he, he becomes, eventually he's going to become the sidekick because the name of the cartoon was Stars and Stripe. Get it? Uh, Stars and oh, Stripe. Is that so why they, they spent 10 minutes talking about his name being Yes. Stripes? Yes. Oh, that was annoying. Here, 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 here's, I mean, and I, I put this in, in our email chain earlier this week. I think he's too close to the source material. And this was his time running a show pretty much by himself and he didn't do a good job no so i mean if there's there's, the only reason why i might watch the second episode is merely because there is nothing else there's nothing else on i was like that's what else you gonna do (laughs) it's pretty much the only reason i might watch episode two but if it gets any worse i'm out all right that's enough slamming let's move on yep uh next up we're going to talk about motherland fort salem and this was finally actually the season finale and wow (laughs) they pulled out all all stops all this everything i was i was surprised how quickly they 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 forgave alder for what she did which was awful true but But i mean i I actually think that alder you mean puppeting the president or like uh the the hostages which are you referring to? puppeting the president okay that was pretty awful because i feel like the hostages they did what they had to do the only thing she did was lie about it but the puppeting the president was pretty and they would have died anyway yeah i know the hostages would have died anyway uh and so that's one of those situations but she should have she had the cojones to tell the truth that's right that's, that, that's fine too but issue. i really do think that that was a situation where her whole i've done this for 400 years and i understand better works to her advantage but the puppeting the president, she hasn't given a good reason for that yet. Like I don't, I, I don't, tr- I, I don't trust her to not just want power. 
Um, Nor should you. Right. Uh, so that's that's kind of a problem. But um, I really I really like the finale because they did a couple of things that I did not see coming, which is they had the super vocal cadet, which was not Rael. Uh, Tally. Tally, thank you. Tally. Yeah, Tally, who had always been by the book, by the book, you know, really believe she was a real believer. And then when all of this came out, it broke her belief. And so she was super vocal against Adler during the whole mission. And to the point where everybody's like, man, that was a little stupid that you said that right there. Um, and then for her to sacrifice, to make the sacrifice she does when Alder's almost killed. And like, I get it in the situation they were in where they got ambushed and they all almost died. And Alder's definitely the most strongest witch that they had. They couldn't afford for her to die or they all were going to die. So, like, I got it. In the moment, I got why she did it. But I was like, do we have a reverse button on this whole old age thing? Can we undo that? Like, what? 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 I'm so, sure they... It's I'm some, sure it's there has form. to be. Yeah. I'm, form. Not do you really think they're going to have a hot old young lady. actor in old age makeup yeah. for a long time? <laughs> yes, but I know. But that was still my thought. I was like, I didn't know there was a reverse button for this. Um, but, yeah, that was that was really that was a really cool moment. Um, when she did it and then, so that was surprising. And, and I liked at the beginning of the episode where they had the big, uh, like soccer game or whatever. And all the whole audience was like, our old enemy has returned. And I was like, obviously guys, that's a message for you. And then when Alder's like, Oh my God, our old enemy has returned. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I do, I, I only thing about these old enemies is I really wish they had established them well. Preach. Or even a little bit. Or even a little bit. I literally had no idea who they were talking about. I was like, wait, they what? And then them I, like, none of us do. They, they've no, mentioned I mean, them, but that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. But my point is I had to think, think, think about it. You know what I mean? And also, did I imagine it? Maybe I imagined it. But were they mostly dudes? Yes. I they feel were mostly, like... Yeah, they were mostly guys. Yeah, they were. Oh, okay. Because I was like, oh, is this going to turn into a gender war thing? I was like, I don't know about this. I kind of loved well, the whole that thing, it was... No, I think it's not supposed to be a gender... Because there were some women. I think it's more about people who aren't witches and those little boxes. That's why they've been cutting out people's uh, vocal cords. They have been cutting cutting out all the women's vocal cords because they put them in the boxes. So that gave... That's how they had powers. Right. No, I, I, I figured that sort of... I was like, I mean, that was also very cool. That they definitely gave us breadcrumbs and, you know, and, and that paid off really well. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't always guess stuff, but I, I've said this numerous times. I love it when a show impresses me. I like to be, you know, uh, surprised. So, but like you guys said, that the twofold thing, one is that the voice box thing, they definitely gave us breadcrumbs and I had not predicted that. And I liked it, uh, you know, I, I like the idea of the technology, uh, especially because against the witches, which is so of the earth and goddess and such. Um, so that's a nice kind of a, you know, contrast. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but the other thing is the actual, what are they called? Calder or something? What are, what are they called? Yeah, get Camarello or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. So 
the so so that to me was a little bit you know again sure they mentioned it but that was a little bit you know whatever but the, the, they don't do a great job of prepping a lot of stuff but boy do they really when they want a party they just bring out all the you know all the stuff for me um i will i will piggyback on what you said about when she sacrificed herself to become a biddy um not not only was that surprising but i really felt like it was so true to her character she's so noble you know what i mean that she will get over her own personal um you know problems with her and kind of realize the situation i mean you're not wrong she obviously needed to save her so that they could save themselves but i think that she still also really you know believes in the cause in it total even if she's upset with uh alder so i i liked that because i i didn't think it was a you know a deus ex machina or whatever you know i didn't think it was out, it came out of left field i think it was very true to her character i think that their developing of all the characters is really nice now you know all three of them have very distinct personalities they act definitely kind of within the bounds of their character traits that we know and we really like um and then i think i will i'll just end by saying that what a great cliffhanger i mean it, it, it again it opens up a whole new world because now we're like what you know and, and again breadcrumbs she kept saying like where'd the black stuff go you know what i mean like where'd the whatever virus it was we'll call it um you know and so they paid that off as well so they definitely gave us breadcrumbs and then at the very end um, we're not talking about it at the end of a series, but certainly at the end of a season, I think they definitely came and landed most of the planes, like all of them, and 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 set up what I think is a great kind of um, ramp up for season two. I yeah. mean, if there are people out there wondering if they should hang in there, you know, my there's only ten episodes, but my rule of six still applied because I really liked the show enough to give it six but was really thinking you know five or six you better give me something more and boy did they deliver it just kept going and going so I think it's a great way to end it because I think if people will stick through it they the payoff is excellent yeah. and season two is really I'm really anticipating it now I hope it finds its groove a lot of series find their grooves season two and three is kind of the best so I feel like they're set up really well All right. I call shenanigans on Rayel turning her back on the enemy. You would never do that. Oh, Wait, yeah, what, what are you oh I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when she got she what got stabbed about? at the end. When she got stabbed in the back because she turned her back to the enemy. Oh, uh-uh. I agree. never do I, that. You're right. Yeah, Rael is, is super cautious. That's true. Yeah, All right. Well, right. other than that, let's, let's move on. <laughs> other than uh, that, good finale. Okay. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about what we do in the shadows, and means <laughs> all the rest of you guys. You got I, four minutes. I, I okay. am glad that y'all talked me into seeing this because I yeah. laughed so much and went back. The epi- last week's episode with Mark Hamill was just—it took me. It's like, oh my gosh, that's Mark Hamill. <laughs> but and and the notion—I mean, two episodes in the row—they've stunt cast the main guest star, and I thought yeah. it worked beautifully. <laughs> it really did. It really did. Wait, I really want to know, Tom, are these the only two episodes you've seen? So far, but I, you know what I'll be doing in between working on this this book chapter and teaching? <laughs> uh, no, that's great, because I will say this. Um, as a as a stalwart fan, straight from the beginning, you know, diving board off of the movies, uh, the movie, he really should make another one. I guess he doesn't need to. He has a series now. But anyway, um... Uh, these two, I'm going to say, are like the height of this season for sure. And I would probably put it easily, put it in the top four, I don't know, five. Um, 
I don't know if I put top three, but um, I'm really glad that you saw these uh, first, just because it it you re- just really deep dive into getting to know what the show is about and seeing how funny it can be. For sure, the season, the first season is a little bit uneven. Um, the first few episodes are really fun if you don't know the world, and so it kind of introduces you. But again, you kind of already get it because you've seen two seasons. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say very objectively, because I love the show, not every episode, you know, is as good or tight or as funny as as the last two. But stunt casting usually makes me roll my eyes unless they do it really well. They did it amazingly. I just want to talk about last week's episode in terms of what they what they did. The Laszlo character running away and pretending to be human and his costume being a cowboy hat and a toothpick. And a toothpick. I am (laughs) done. He's like, I am hidden from the world. I could not. I couldn't even stand that. And then the visual gag of him having that great big red truck, you know, and then Mm -hmm. him, um, you know, trying to get out of there and then slamming into the brick wall and being like, "Eh, I should have probably learned how to drive this thing. You know what I mean? So, like, these are all little dry comments here and there, um, you know, without knowing the character or seeing the show. It's not as funny. But I thought it was incredibly strong. Mark Hamill was really fun. The bit, the gag with the with the fish, the talking fish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, big, the big, big mouth. Like, oh. Yeah, you know, all of it. I mean, it just really, really worked. And then uh, this this week's episode, they brought back Nick Kroll, who I thought was great. Uh, it's a, he's a, you didn't see it, but this is his second. I mean, I, you probably right. could, I could, I could infer, I inferred it from the way. Yeah, exactly. So the thing so, with, the thing with uh, Rapula made me laugh. <laughs> yes, all of it. It's Why so, has nobody thought of that before? Yes. No, it's called Rapula. <laughs> yeah. And if you've seen, if you've heard talk about YTT in his, uh, interviews and stuff, it's so reflective of his humor, which is just like off beat and and just left field weird um so it's just a fun show the concept already is is interesting and weird and then the humor i think they're really hitting their stride i hope that you know going forward every episode is 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 like the last two and if not i'm still in for it but really strong showing yep. peter did you see it no i'm sorry i missed Catch it up. I, uh, I was catching up uh, i was watching uh Sweet Magnolia and other things. I did not. Of course, I do. I I love what we do in the shadows. So I like the Mark Hamill one uh, also. But I did not see the new one. I haven't seen this new one. It, it's well, it's we a didn't good spoil one. too much of it. We didn't spoil much of it at all. So you'll have fun. Where's so and so? She yeah. did not get staked by. Oh my God! That running gag was fantastic. That was fantastic. Yeah. No. It's Why great. would you say yeah. such a thing? Yeah, no, it was great. And and poor Guillermo, so put upon. I love, so, I love so fantastic. Gillen is an underrated character actor. Yeah. He pops yeah. up on different things from time to time, but he's terrific. You guys yeah, he really. ready to wrap it up? Yes. Yeah, he's on the upload. I'm just going to finish by saying he's on upload. Guillermo. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Mystic Quest, another show I haven't seen. But this is a quarantine episode only, so this is Tom and Peter, I believe. Peter, I'll tag you in for starting. Oh, actually, I rewatched that. I watched that twice. Uh, I watched that uh, with my girlfriend, and I watched it on my own. Like, I, I really, I thought I, I liked the Parks and Rec one. I've, I've liked seeing, I like saw the cast, seeing the cast of Community do a table read. Like, there's been really nice things that, um. It's been it's been cool to see shows or just like actors we know doing their own versions of like, you know, quarantining with Zoom or whatever. 
But yeah, this took it to another level. Like obviously, oh. but to be fair, this is for a quarantine episode. This is really good production. Like the characters, all the actors are well lit. I don't. I mean, I would assume these are their homes, but then they're. It's their homes, but like they probably ahead of time ordered things so that they would. Oh, have, I'm sure. Like, what, what's the one character that's like the big Republicans? She has the big rig. She has the Reagan. Uh, oh, it's um, um, it's 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 their uh, community, their community resources person. Right. Yeah. Like she so has the cross they, on the wall. <laughs> right. In a lot of these other things, it, it feels like when we were starting to see the quarantine things, it would basically be, oh, here's the actor, and they're in. Um, Here's the actor, and they're at probably at their real home doing the best they can. This really was like, oh, this feels like the characters' homes uh, and everything, yeah. like which was great. Um, and I gotta say, man, like the two things: one, they they got serious for a moment, talking about depression and loneliness. That moment with Poppy and, and totally I works. Yeah, uh, it totally works. It totally works. It's very heartbreaking. It's really sweet, and then. The finale, which is a gag of how like all a you use all the screens, could, yeah, and it's great. Like I was just like, oh my god, it's so clever, and it's very, and it, and it's then it's so uplifting. I just had such a big smile on my face. Like, um, yeah, I thought I was great. I, thought, I mean, I really like Mythic Quest, anyways, but I thought that was really like, wow, they really, they really hit a home run on that one. The, the two moments that stand out for me, and one of them's a repeat of Peter's, is when the HR person fusses them out because she's teaching her kids. It's like, I don't have time for this. I'm in the middle of teaching my children. That, <laughs> yep. yeah, I thought that was terrific. That was brilliant because that's that's for real. But uh, the moment with Poppy and Ian, and they've established that these two people, these are the two people who don't get along at all, who might end up being romantically linked. But he's being complete a-hole as normal and she's being as chipper as she pretends to be but you can tell that it's not and basically there's a moment when she won't she's not on screen and he says i want to see you and he surprises her by going over to get just you know one of two of the two of the bad things well two of the worst things about the situation, aside from people dying and being incredibly sick, is uh, there's increased uh, amounts of depression and uh, su suicide anecdotally, and also definitely proven increases in spousal and domestic abuse. But unlike the other shows which have which have done socially distanced episode, the Parks and Rec reunion and the All Rise season finale, which were both very well produced and well done, for the Apple TV snarky slightly off-color comedy to deal with real life issues i give them mega props yeah totally and i mean to alternate between snarky funny uh, moving and then uplifting in one half hour i'm like okay go <laughs> you know and oh my god did that one character really shave it looks like he really shaved his mustache it did david yeah the wow also david <laughs> that and was... his eyebrow i was like whoa okay like and, um and Danny Pudi's revela revel revelation that oh, I was going to give, I was going to donate the money anyway. I just wanted to get something out of it, and I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's your dignity. Um, your dignity. But I thought it was great. So, I thought it was really terrific. I, I'm hoping that this yeah. is a harbinger that season one was solid, but a little uneven. Yeah. But I'm hoping. Crazy. But I, I'm hoping season two will really 
they can use this forward momentum and the extra time working from home to really craft a, a gangbusters season two. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. But All thumbs right. up. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The 100. This was the season seven premiere. And I've only, I'm only watching this show because Yusin badgered me for a while. And then I did like some and of And you it. liked it. You liked season six. Uh, I did like season six. I was gonna. I thought you were going to say I liked the season, the show. And I was like, eh, do I like the show? But No, season... I just implored you to come back for season six because <laughs> yeah. it was good. I did generally like season six. But then, then this season started and I was like, I have no idea what's happening. Like the way it started was really bizarre. Like it technically started right where it left off. But it was so unsettling because i was like wait am i supposed to know what's happening am i supposed to know who that is am i supposed like i felt really lost and then they're like we've set up this home that looks just like a home next door to you like it was so bizarre the house that they had set up they were like we built this house and it's just just like whatever and i was like no they didn't build it the the, the russell did russell had oh, built it right, for his whatever. wife right. but, it just, for but it literally looked it. like a house that's just a set that's in uh Canada, like it's ridiculous how yeah, much but that's that. Fine. But, eh. but they're in space. They're they're on a planet that I do in the not buy. No, no, I do not buy that. That house looks just like a house that you would get in Canada. No, I don't. So uh, that no, group... I think it was supposed to look like a set. It's a fake house that they built from like three hundred years worth of memory from like storybooks. No, nope. so it doesn't matter nope. that it looked like nope. a, nope. you know a set from Disneyland. It really looked like a house from like that they build to like you know on Disneyland or something. I agree with you. I it just looks don't think terrible. It doesn't fit the rest it's of the show. It's a small thing. It's I really not a don't small think it's thing a big... to me. It, it really it really oh. threw me out. It made me feel like what what's happening? Why, why? I was like, are they already on the whole isolation? I agree. No, no, I agree with all of that. I agree with it, but I think the quality or the realness of the house doesn't really make a difference. It, it was very off the, off-putting. I, I'll let you keep talking. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry uh, to have interrupted about the house. So I just like so the first ten minutes for me was already I was on my back heels. Like, what is happening on this show? I don't like it. And then when we got back to everybody with Clark and they're trying to talk about all the different factions and however, because apparently they woke everyone up and I was like, why would you do that if you do not have control of the situation? But they're yeah, like, let's just wake everyone up. And I was like, that's a terrible decision. Um, but now they have all these clans and all these different factions and nobody can get along and it's all like a powder keg. And I was like, you guys literally created this powder keg, but okay, whatever. And then the whole indecision that Clark had about killing, um, Oh God! What's his name? The main bad guy, Russell. 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 And I was like, I, think... I agree with everyone else. Was like, why are we not just killing this dude? And she was like, Well, I want to be. I, I, it's like I, I want to not be violent, and I want to. And everybody just kept looking at her like, Have you been paying? Are you on the same show that we're on? Like, what are you talking about? And she was doing this for the whole. 90% of the episode, she was on her soapbox about being peaceful and not doing this and not... And I was like, come on, Clark, that's not you. You she, And that's my frustration is every season, she starts that way. And then by the end of the season, she's like, screw it, and starts killing everyone. I have to give her credit that she went to the screw it by the end of the first episode. And so by the end of that, she was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to kill you. And I was like, okay. Uh, well, go ahead. Well, I, I think... 
I, you know, I, I was going to stop you two places, but then I was like, no, I agree with her. And then I was like, <laughs> no, no, she's right. So, um, so there's a benefit to letting you finish. Um, no, but here, here's what I will say. I am a huge fan of the show and I have seen every episode unlike you. That's so true. I, I, I want to, I want to, but so I do want to pinpoint something that I I'm conflicted about, but not conflicted about the show is by not by far not perfect, you know, um, but the stuff they do well, they do so well. There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of political machinations. There's a lot of morality questions and, you know, but it questions, seems like you know, the about morality society. questions. Aren't they always the exact same? Wait, morality hold questions? On, wait, you, did, wait okay. you didn't let me finish because okay. that was where I was going with the no. Yes, you're right. So here's the thing. You might feel that way. And you've seen three of the six seasons you know and not even a whole season i've seen one two i've seen one two three six and now starting seven yes okay well but there's four and five are huge so anyway my my point is this and i think you bailed in the middle of three because three was that like fake world with the you know with the lady i'm positive you didn't finish because you bailed you said it was terrible which it was um they should just erase (laughs) It was horrible. And it didn't even really, you could literally remove that season and be like, whatever. So um, City of Light, that was it. But I want to get back to the morality thing and the and the, the, the wishy-washy and the going back thing. I understand why, why she started it out that way for sure, because she is always trying to, you know, be the better person, start the new society, blah, 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 blah. However, you are so not wrong about the fact that, like, it happens every episode and it, I mean, every season and in the last few seasons, everybody was still in on it, you know, or she, you know, it would be like, everybody was like that. And then it was like 50% and now 20% and now it's just her. Now it's just her. Everybody else is like, listen, we're six seasons in, we're never going to, you know, get this, you know, utopia that we keep talking about. Let's just fight like normal people and hope to win. So like, uh, you know, but I didn't mind that she tried one last time. It made sense to me just because she, it, it, the character happens all the time narratively and for the show is it interesting no it's at this point it's just like come on but but i get it it's true to her character but also i think it was true to character that when she switched off you know and decided nope you get to die he's such a jerk she was trying to be very benevolent and then on top of that he killed her mother so the 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 reason the crux of her breaking and the whatever impetus is really strong so like uh, to me it was all believable and it was a little one-story arc and i was fine with it um i got the i got the you know i got the clark back that i wanted i think that she's a fantastic warrior i think she's a great role model for many reasons we won't go into um I'll talk about this episode specifically, and then I'll I, I can kind of be done. The, even the issues, though, that I mentioned about this so, social kind of this and all of that kind of social contract and politics and blah blah, even that is kind of tired and worn. Like the the entire. Se- series is about warring factions you know and when we had you know before they became one crew it was 12 different grounder crews and it was you know the 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 people in the sky versus the people on the land like it just i get it that's what the show is about but literally like you said waking up convicts who literally they have no history or control over versus the grounders versus the you know sanctum people like i just thought none of this makes sense history is deemed to repeat itself and i thought have you folks not learned i mean yes you've been asleep for 300 years for a while but come on like try something new so the both the show and them 
aren't trying anything new. So much to your point, and I will wrap up with this. The good thing is they are they have split the show from the normal kind of city. How do we build a new society again for the seventeenth time? Um, is that anomaly in the woods? That's and there's the that only whole thing that's got me still watching this show. That's my point. You know, I'll watch the show no matter what. But uh, if they they're smart to have split that. You know, because if it was just an entire ep- show season worth of you know city building and and civilization, you know, whatever, uh, even I would be a little like, ugh. So I don't mind it uh, because that is what the show is about. But the whole anomaly thing is interesting. I do hope they pay off. It pays off well. But uh, lastly, I will still I will just finish by saying um, that. Even I, as a, you know, as a watcher of everything, I thought it was weird that even their previously on um, was very short and they literally just it was like practically minutes after the season, you know, the last season ended. And I had no idea what was going on until the last like maybe 15 minutes. And I thought, whatever, I'm, I'm watching the show for the whole season. I'll let them explain themselves season two or three. Um, but I it, look, if you're a fan of the show, you're not a huge fan. But if you're a fan of the show, um, I don't see any reason why to stop watching it, especially it's the after last just season. One. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, it's the last season. Last Only thing I will, I, my shenanigans call, as I'm going to take from Tom, I'm yeah. calling shenanigans on the, the, oh, I forgot what that dude is called. The guy that's inside like, his head. The, oh, oh, the like dark Hedda. I don't know what yeah, his dark, name yeah, is. Yeah, the but... Hedda guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, that's... how did he get inside his head? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Well, like, they had a whole procedure. Wait, listen. wait, listen, I will say this. They left breadcrumbs just like they did in Motherland when she down when she erased the code last year. Maybe you've forgotten. I do she remember also, that she erased the code. It was like, where'd the code go? Where'd the code go? And nobody paid attention to her. And just like in Motherland, she was like, I don't know about this. Where'd the code? Okay, yay! Half clap. Where's the code? So they did set it up. They yeah, did. but that dude wasn't anywhere around when that happened. Like, I no, I just I call shenanigans. I'm, I'm not. I'm not giving them no points idea. for that. Yeah, but you've complained about the show multiple times that they do end up explaining it. So I'm going to hold off my judgment until they they try to explain that. I don't think they're going to not try to explain it. I definitely, definitely think they're going to try to explain it. So I say give them a chance and then yell at them when you don't like how they've explained it. <laughs> but I really think you should put a little put that little shenanigans thing in a pocket and pull it out when they absolutely deserve it because I don't think it's fair. They're they're rolling it out. There's that there's that mystery intention but they did leave breadcrumbs so i'm not going to fault them for that i think that the show is was good and enough you really like the show and so that gives you confidence to believe that it's going somewhere i don't have as much faith in the writing so i don't actually believe the payoff is going to be as good you're right fair enough i think that's fair i think i will just finish by saying that they have had much better first episode season you know season openers for sure it wasn't their strongest maybe they're like bottom two or three i don't know so it's so i'm not professing that it was a great opening i'm not professing that it was a great way to start the you know to get back into the show but it was good enough and like you said it perfectly i have enough you know like for the show i love the show and i have enough faith in them that they usually give a decent enough explanation so i'm fine with the beginning i'm fine with the you know and i'm so happy the show is back and lastly it does need to end like and and i can say that with all objectivity i i they're done i can't imagine what else they could do i'm not a hundred percent sure that they will land this plane but i'm in it now you know so (laughs) there's no emergency exit for me so i'm just riding it till they land it or crash it 
<laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about uh, Sweet Magnolias. And the only thing I will say is I got about 10 minutes in and was like, this is not the show for me. Tom, you, however, <laughs> like the pilot. So go ahead. You talk about it. Yes. And I, full disclosure, I cannot be completely objective because the showrunner is a dear friend of my family's. Her father and my father served together in the Navy in the late 60s. So Is that why you were our, trying to make our, us all watch it? No, because it's a good show. It's number one on Netflix right now. The Ranch was number one on Netflix. That means nothing. It dethroned Avatar The Last Airbender. I'm not, that doesn't mean anything. Which is a fantastic It's a fantastic show and it's been number one for like 10 weeks. So whatever. So that doesn't mean anything. So this is, um, this is the first show for Netflix's, uh, uh, they call it faith-friendly versus faith-based initiative because the show is rated TV 14 and there's a few scatological swear words and it gets a little bit darker than your typical you know, faith-based fare. But uh, the, the main story of season one is about Joanna Garcia Swisher's divorce from Chris Klein, who still looks pretty good but still isn't a great actor. But he's the bad guy, so you know it's easy for him to scowl and be a selfish jerk. But uh, Joanna Swisher, Joanna Garcia Swisher, Brooke Elliott, and Heather Headley are three lifelong best friends in the fictitious southern South Carolina town of Serenity, and it's basically about their lives and loves. And it's been favorably compared. Um, it's been compared to Heart of Dixie. I wouldn't go with Gilmore Girls. That's a little, you know, Amy Sherman Palladino. I like Gilmore Girls. Yes, I would Amy Sherman that. Palladino's. Um, that's. Com- I wouldn't put. I wouldn't. Some people have said that Netflix is publicity people, but I, uh, one of the ro- real interesting reviews I read actually said it's kind of like Heart of Dixie meets Sex in the City, mainly because one of the main features in the show is the three besties gathering for margaritas. So the pilot episode is called pour it out and it has a double meaning pour it out as in spill what's going on in your life and also pour out that margarita girl. But it's uh, I binged the, I binged all 10 episodes on Tuesday, but there's some uh, great twists and turns in season one, uh, solid supporting cast teenagers played by actual teenage actors <laughs> and uh, Justin Bruning is the baseball coach who uh, Joanna Garcia Swisher, the two of them kind of catch each other's eyes. And uh, my friend Anthony Appling wrote episode three in which he gets, uh, he, Anthony, gets Justin Bruning, the actor, uh, shirtless and wet, which I told him there are millions of women nationwide who owe you a debt of gratitude. But it's just kind of an easygoing Southern charm um, series and the you know the writing strong it's very well produced but the lead trio of actors are exceptional and wow. joanna garcia swisher was a last minute recast and i cannot go into liberty about that but i wish that netflix had gone with her to begin with because she's still charming and terrific as are brooke elliott and uh heather headley so Peter, your thoughts you watched it as well so I find um, I had watched about uh, 20 minutes of it, and I, I, I like the production value. I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good-looking like Netflix show. I agree. I like the three women. I like the three leads. Um, 
I guess I just didn't feel like there was much of a narrative to push me forward. Then we were all talking on a text chain, and Tom had mentioned that it was, wait, what did you say? Faith-friendly? Was that what you said? Mm-hmm. And that piqued my interest. I, I feel like in the last 10 years, I have found the notion of independent movie studios that try to do faith-based things interesting to me because it reminds me of the punk era where you have you have people that are using a medium but they're not necessarily like look we all live in LA if you live in LA it's not hard to meet other people that know everything about movies and television because that's why we're here what's interesting to me is what do you do if you're a person or a group or whatever and you want to use the medium for for whatever your purpose is and this is not me judging i am not i have no judgment on whatever your faith is or anything but what's interesting to me is the notion of how do you take that but 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 you're not necessarily an industry person so you don't necessarily ha- know how to make movies and television this reminds me of the punk movement because they didn't necessarily know how to play their instruments but they had a message they had something they wanted to say and that's what was important so it's been interesting once tom told me about that I was like, oh, okay, well, now I'm curious. So then I went back and I finished the pilot. And I have to say, as a growth of seeing the last decade of how something that faith, faith-based or um, faith-friendly, faith-friendly is going to stuff that I've seen, like God's Not Dead or whatever, that is just oh. like, it's just really poorly made. It's like they might have their heart in the right place, but they don't know how to make movies. And then I'm watching this, I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, this is the colors are great. Like the the small town setting works really well. Like you said, I think the cast. Well, yeah, I don't think Chris Klein works. I don't think he's very good. (laughs) Sorry, Chris Klein. But yeah, he is he is not grown as an actor. Um, So now I have to say I'm curious. Like I'm I mean, call it. I mean, again, I do not consider myself a big religious person. So maybe this is me from more of an anthropological point of view but it's like that's interesting to me so now i probably will watch the next episode because it's i do find it interesting when you have subsets of society or culture that are coming into a different thing music or movies and what do they bring to the table so yes but okay if i'm just judging the pilot uh it's fine it's like c plus i I would probably give it an edge over star girl because i think they're better actors i guess but they're both okay, you know. Um, Libya, I would assume, of the two, if you had to watch one, you would pick Stargirl just because of the subject matter, right? If I'm right. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. like, nothing about Sweet Magnolias I found interesting. So, um, it's interesting. I never just, watched... Okay. Oh, I, I no. Didn't um, see, do... I didn't really see Hearts of Dixie. I like Rachel Bilson. I don't really, I don't really think it's, like... Gilmore Girls. It doesn't have the red attack. It's not. Dialogue. It's not. I mean, yeah, well, I don't think that, that, that would be a comparison. Like the, the I mean, Gilmore Girls, that comes from Netflix publicity. That's not. Yeah, I was but the. Uh, I, I, I was going to say, let's wrap this one up. Yeah, just, just to let you know, Peter, the um, it's a uh, it's based on a series of popular novels named Sweet Magnolias. Cheryl made some specific changes, and her uh, her her street cred. Uh, she worked on Charm the first three seasons, aka the Shannon years, and also uh, Sci-Fi's Flash Gordon and Dave's World. So she's yeah, but yeah, they this was Netflix' bid to go for the Hallmark audience, and judging by the results so far, well, they they're off, succeeding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all right, let's wrap that up. Yeah. All right, uh, next up, we're gonna get to the very controversial Snowpiercer. 
And I oh. wait, wait. I am gonna give my <laughs> review first for you naysayers. Get there. Uh, I have, and also when you give your review, please say whether you've seen the movie or not, because I think I have. I think that's I important. have. Both we of you both have. have. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yes, I've seen the movie, and the movie was okay. I, I mainly watched the movie for uh, Chris, Chris Evans because he's pretty. I know you, Livia. <laughs> I was like, I watched it because he's pretty, but I did, I was not moved by the story. Really, I thought the story was mediocre. And when I first started watching this, I thought the same thing. I was like, why are you just doing a mediocre movie again? And it wasn't until they got to the whole murder thing, and they're like, oh, he's a detective, and we need help. And then for me, I was like, okay, this is different from the movie. Where is this going? And I like the lead. I like the lead enough that I'm interested. I think Connolly is playing a really... It's like she didn't understand what made Cersei Lannister interesting. And she's like trying to do a bad impersonation or something. Except without the wine. Um, so I don't think she's interesting yet. As, as the villain of the piece, uh, but maybe she will be as we learn more about her. That's possible. But I really like the lead guy. I think he's interesting. I want to know more about him. David Diggs. David Diggs, thank you. I think he's selling, he's selling the show for me. So he's keeping me engaged. And I would say in the first 15, 20 minutes, I was not impressed. And I actually did turn it off at one point. But then we were like, we're gonna watch, we're gonna talk about it in the podcast. I was like, ah, oh, okay, fine. And then I finished it, and I was like, oh, okay, I could totally watch the next episode. So that was my impression that once you add the mystery of who's killing these people, I like the idea of the drawers. I like the idea of uh, figuring out a pro, like all the problems that he's talking about for this rebellion that they're trying to do makes sense. And then I get the impression that there's a bigger issue that everybody doesn't know about. So the mysteries that they've laid out in the pilot, I find intriguing. Okay, Tom, poo-poo on it all. I just, I like the movie. It's not a fantastic movie. I think it's notable because it was one of the first major uh, video on demand releases. And it, 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 Directed by future Oscar winner Bong Joon-ho. Um, I didn't care for the series pilot. And even knowing the backstory where Scott Derrickson, who directed Doctor Strange, directed the original pilot, Josh Friedman's pilot script, was supposed to be terrific. And then somebody at TNT decided they didn't like the pilot script and fired Josh Friedman, who still gets co-created, co-adapted by credit. I did not like the script. I do love David Diggs. Uh, he's charming and charismatic. I just thought the plot made no sense. Just the people, we're going to charge on them. Well, that's, what, that's exactly You're... what happened in the movie, though. I'm like, literally, I know, that's the same but thing. this is a series. What are you going right. to do? do? Try to do that every well, that's week? What, well, no, but that's the thing. Is That's what they set up. They basically set up that they're not going to do this every week. They're going to do recon now. That was the, if you, all the way we get to the end of the episode. Like, David's character was saying that at the beginning, he got overwritten, okay? So then they're like, we're going to do the thing now. And then they did it, and it failed horribly. And so then he's like, look, go back to my plan, which is this is going to take a while. We need to plot. We need to plan. So this is going to be a series arc, or, you know. So I think that works. They're not. They, I, they set it up to where it's not going to be like they're going to do this every week. They're not going to, at all. It it just felt disjointed and it was shot okay. 
Jennifer Connelly, as you said, was kind of flat. Yes, um, she was and, very flat. And, and she runs hot and cold for me anyway. I mean, you know, she's been great in some movies. She's been not so great in some movies. I just didn't. I'd like to read the original version of the script because I heard it was terrific. And I don't think this was a good script. Uh, Peter. And I, I, oh, I don't know what weird network politics were going on at TNT, but well, there's always politics going on. So. Yeah, but uh, Peter, I mean, thoughts? you know, for me, I felt like um, I really felt the okay. I I I only watched like 15 minutes of this. I do love the lead. Um, is he from he, Hamilton? He did the same thing. That, yes, he's from Hamilton. He did the same thing I did. The first 15 minutes are terrible. I agree right. With so you. you so absolutely you could be right, but I gotta say like. I really, you know, look, whether it's a good or bad thing, we live we live in a we live in a um, production value era. And so when I say that Sweet Magnolia was okay, but it looked great, looked great is really important to me. So I don't know how the heck you can make Snowpiercer, which I didn't love the movie either, but it looked good. It's a good looking movie. And then I was like, why does this look like? a mid 2000s TNT show like it it just looked really cheap and flat and grainy and I was like so no look you might be right or, you know what no I trust you I'm sure you are right I'm sure that if I finish the pilot that it that it probably narratively gets better than I was maybe thinking but I am concerned about the visuals I and mean, this is science fiction like you really got to bring your like you can sort of get away with okay on a like a like a comedy a sitcom. It's like ah, eh, it's fine. But like sci-fi, dude, you gotta bring it. It's gotta look good. It's gotta look expensive. This doesn't. This really looked cheap. And I was just like, what the heck, man? I was like, why does this look so? Unless Honestly, you're gonna watch any me... Canadian sci-fi shows, but okay, continue. Well, well, I, I can, unless I can you're telling me it looks you. way better eventually, because I, I don't like the grain look. I don't like how murky everything looks. I was just like, come on, man. Snowpiercer the movie. Each car. Had and again, I didn't love the movie, but e as I recall, each car had a different kind of look. So it's like the the Brie Larson teacher one is super colorful and weird, and I did not get that from this at all. I was like, eh. again, maybe the pilot gets better. Absolutely, I trust that it does. Um, I never even got to Jennifer Connelly, so I'm kind of a bummer to know she's the bad guy. I was hoping she was going to be like like the partner in crime hero thing. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, but. I don't know. Also, I'm not really sure. As I recall, my criticism of Snowpiercer was it felt like it should have been it, it should have been like a 40 minute Black Mirror episode and it doesn't work for two hours. Now you're telling me that's going to be 13 episodes. <laughs> well, that's like, what I said. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. But like I said, the story, the story changes on the TV show series like midway through. They're like, this is now the story like they change it. So okay. that's why I was telling you, if you got a little further, you would have saw that there was actually a series arc. But let's okay. we're, right, we're done. Fair. But let's let's wrap that's it up. Fair. We gotta that's keep, fair. We got to keep moving. We got to keep moving. So overall, uh, not so great for Snowpiercer, but I I think it has potential. I'm gonna keep watching. Let us let us know if it gets better. <laughs> uh, all right, because we're running out of stuff to watch. That's true. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> uh, next up, we're gonna talk about Control Z, which I put out the alarm for, and nobody else watched it but me, man. I've never heard of this. I don't know. I that literally is. put it on the text. This is why the text <laughs> needs to be clean. Um, Control Z. I don't uh, so Control Z is a new show on Netflix, and it's a supposed. To, I'm not sure where it is, but they speak Spanish. Um. And the premise, I didn't know anything about it at all when I turned it on. Uh, other than Netflix was like, new show, you should check it out. I was like, all right. So I turn it on, and it's basically a bunch of 
there's a bunch it's a bunch of high school kids whatever but the cool thing about it is one of the kids that everybody calls a freak or whatever she basically has that psych ability where she can notice all these details very sherlock holmes like and usually she uses it to navigate high school and not and and end up not exactly on top but makes it so that everybody leaves her alone but in this episode in the pilot which i thought was really interesting is they um are there's a secret all, all high school kids have secrets some bigger than others but there's some guy or somebody i don't know if it's a guy but it's someone who's anonymous who's been extorting the different kids about things that they know about them and then it all comes out in this like assembly and the kids get together and they're like okay well this person here knows how to solve crime like she's been figuring stuff out and doing all this so they come to her and ask her to figure out who it is that's basically blackmailing all the other students and it's pretty big it's like some pretty it's not like little high school secrets it's actually pretty good like what what gets revealed and who betrays who and all of that so i i am not a big if you're gonna put me in high school there better be a vampire or something or a murder or something for me to usually watch a high school story but i thought the characters were interesting and i thought that the situation and what the secrets were that were revealed were actually interesting and i and i want to see her solve it i want to know who it is like they did a good job with the tension and everything like that so that i i I, you know i want to hit play on number two um so that's my review check it out control z it's in spanish so there will be subtitles all right next up we're going to talk about upload and tom you tell me which episodes are we talking about we're talking about episodes seven and eight seven is the one where angel's dad visits and eight is when um, is when she gets suspended and her boss uh takes over her her avatar avatar. right say what I said, takes over as her avatar. Takes Let's... over as his avatar, cause, causing uh, Robbie Amell to to start looking around at other places. Well, after he confesses all his feelings to the wrong avatar. Well, yeah, it will confesses all his feelings to her boss, which is like, oh, yeah. So, uh, I will say the first one. With, let's deal with the first one with the dad. Like that was a little fun because he's like trying to impress the dad because of course he likes the daughter. And he's like, I'll show you everything. Gives him all this tour, the tour guide and all that. But I also like that the dad was not going to be convinced no Mm -hmm. matter what was. He was just doing it to make his daughter happy. Sure, I'll come and check it out. But he made it very clear why he wasn't going to use Upload. And his, his reasoning makes absolute sense. So... I don't know why the daughter pushed so hard. It feel like it's, it felt really felt selfish for her to push so hard. Well, it, it, I think it it's was a really, selfish, but I think we understand. Go ahead, it's, Tom. Oh, it's a really fascinating, especially when you reflect on it, because the fact that he believes in kind of a more traditional religious afterlife and tells the daughter, "I'll see, I'll, I no thanks, I'll you know thanks, but no thanks, I'll plan on joining your mother," but it is. It's it's the whole thing. I mean, I've I've lost both parents in the 25 years since I've been in LA, and my dad lived to be 87. My my mom lived to be almost 97. But wow. when when people die, 
when people pass away, you have a lot, especially if they're in a lot of pain, people will say, oh, well, they're more comfortable. They're with, you know, they're in heaven. They're with God. It's like, I don't want them there with God. I want them here with me. And it was interesting to see those, that tension played out organically in this format. It was, you know, kind of, Greg Daniels is one of the best sitcom guys out there. And to really yeah. tackle kind of in a subtle way those tensions, I I give them props. Props to the sitcoms this week for dealing with some heady issues. Yay! <laughs> yeah, I thought it was beautifully poignant. It's understated in many ways and then kind of overtly comedic and, you know, with the like the therapy dog doctor, which I just cannot stop laughing about, um, <laughs> you know. So that's like both a visual kind of over, you know, haha. I mean, I love it so much. And I love when the dog is like in between his legs and kind of like, it's only weird if you make it weird or something. I don't remember what it meant. It was fantastic. And I thought, oh no, it's weird. It is definitely weird. It's not just because of him. And and I loved it. Um, so, and ha- having been both a dog owner and someone who's, spent plenty of time in therapy i was like oh this is great it's really the best of both worlds this is what a brilliant idea so i had to laugh about that um no absolutely um absolutely uh you know tom i agree with you i think it was done really poignantly it's a it's it's something that people grasp with all the time you know the afterlife and and i think that it was it's a really i don't know if important is the right word but it was a nice choice because obviously the show is all about the afterlife and it's all about the tech afterlife and and this and that Mm -hmm. but really you know it was a nod and a and a recognition of you know that there's still the other afterlife that many people believe or want to believe in um that that reality exists and that kind of pro tech versus you know, naturalistic, religious, whatever. I think it's 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 there. You know, so the, and that that he went there, I think was smart, and he handled it beautifully. Um, you know, as someone who lost her father very young in life, um, I have to wonder. It was really interesting for me to watch it because I had a very personal kind of like. I wondered if like what how I would you know we all project we think about ourselves in in, in off, oftentimes as the lead or, or whatever and I really wondered like what I would you know kind of what I would in, in kind of insist on or, or, or how or why so I, I really got both sides like you know a hundred percent I understood why she you know why she would want uh, him to to be accessible still and and to kind of you know whatever uh, but then at the same time you know I was kind of like well you know if you know if my mother wanted to truly believe uh, believed that she was you know on her way to meet you know her husband my father I would never never stand in the way so it was poignant and yet still really really funny and uh, I will say though that um, again though the the trope not trope in a bad way but it's still a romantic comedy guys you know and as libya said you know the the son the father's approval of him you know and him trying to impress the dad uh you know potential boyfriend or new boyfriend uh impressing the dad trope it you know it was very sweet the show is so solid on every level it it the heart the humor you know the plot even you know the the, the mystery twist whatever blah 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 i'm i'm a huge fan and i will since i'm talking i might as well just jump into the second episode uh because i don't have as much to say uh just continuing on that the that the boss you know took over uh again comedy gold uh you know and i really thought that that was 
done really, really well. And also, I love the second rate, um, you know, afterlife places oh where he went God. to that. <laughs> right? and, you know, that like travel agency hole in the wall. That was fantastic. <laughs> So funny. And again, what a great, you know, way to expand the tech, you know, a side of everything. Yeah, no, it's a great, great show. One of my favorites of the last, certainly one of my favorites of the quarantine. It's a dubious uh, honor, but, um, but for sure, you know, it's not something you really want to win, I don't think. Um, but but yeah, no, absolutely. Even last six months or more. I, it's, a, it's a great show. And yes, Greg Daniels is a genius. Done. All right. I'll be really interested to see where they go for season two because I just have two episodes left. But this show is such a pleasant surprise from Robbie yes. Mel learning how to act to, ah! you know, well, yes! well cast. Greg Daniels returned to sitcoms after se- several years off. But it's, you know, I don't it's really, I can't really wait. think of the. I can't really think of any weak links in this first season of episodes yet. Okay. So kudos. Yeah, we got to wrap it up. You got to wrap it up. All right. So thumbs up for that. I will agree. I thoroughly am loving uh, Upload, but I've already finished it. So I'm, I'm trying to reach back into my memory. Uh, all right. Next up, we're going to talk about The Great. But we're only going to... We, last week, we only talked about the pilot. Because I think only somebody only watched the pilot. So how far? I've only are people... I've only seen two episodes, so I guess I can only talk about the the second episode. Oh, you're I mean, just so... you're hamstringing us, man. What did <laughs> I? I said you're hamstringing us, man. Okay, I so mean... uh, Tom, how many have you seen? Tom, did you not see it? At Zero. All? I don't have Hulu. We talked about this last week. Oh my goodness! Uh, you, you need to you need to trial Hulu because it, all the episodes are out. So you I might know. as well just we, we did say take that. a week and watch. Uh, uh, Yusin and you're you finished or how far? No, I'm. Um, you know, I I can say this quickly. I'm savoring the last two. I enjoyed it so much, and um, I kind of you know I binged it. Absolutely binged it, and I did just physically get tired, not not emotionally or intellectually tired from watching it. Um, so well, I just I stopped okay, so and every time I have to go. Well, I'm going to stop stop you right there. I was just getting a getting a count. All yeah. right, Peter, you talk first. You've seen episode two. What did you think? I saw episode two. I thought it was great. I thought it was probably even better than the pilot, which it I absolutely yeah. was. Yeah. I actually really liked the pilot, yeah. but I liked the pilot. So no, I know, um, but the show has been getting each episode is like better, better than the better. last one. I thought yeah. that um, I thought it really worked having Catherine trying basically the whole episode trying to get what's the guy's name. Nicholas? So yeah, it's basically all about getting something. Him, I forgot. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Right, it's all about getting him to on the side of her coup. on her side of her cause and everything. But they have some pretty good humor with like, you know, she very early is just like, you know, I'm just gonna kill him, and then you're like, you can't, you just can't say that, you cannot say that, and then. Later, of course, Peter, he says the same thing. He's, you know what? I'm just going to kill her. I'm just going to replace her. Like, so you have both of these characters doing that. And you, have some, and you have some nice moments where, like, she is trying to navigate this world and be friendly with him. And it ends with a dinner scene where, like, they have decapitated heads <laughs> of, like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, he's like, oh, pull the eyes out. Poke the eye. Like, oh, how could you sit through that? Like, um, but very, it's all with great difficulty because and... that was the point where everyone not so subtly told her that if she didn't make him think she was happy, he was going to kill her. Like, they all like what? Like, I like that the guy that was like on her side was like, look, 
he's going to kill you if you don't do such and such. And then this religious leader was like, I had a vision that if the sky falls this way, then you will be protected. <laughs> but I was like, what? And it's only because we've already heard the actual warning that his weird, bizarre warning makes sense. So, yeah, anyway, go ahead. It even had, it, but I will say, although it has had great bouts of humor and stuff, it also had a, a pretty good moment of like, of uh, terror and sadness when. Um, I, I keep calling her her handmaiden. She's not her hand. The she one is who's her, like she her, is. She's her maid. So that's oh, correct. she's her maid. She is. Her maid. Yeah. When she gets when she gets Mariel, uh, I think her name. Oh, when is she gets ripped. ripped. When she got whipped. She goes. She goes back to her. She goes back to her room. Is that yeah, what it she is? Goes back to her, and her old house. Her, yeah. house. her old house. Her old house. And they're like, this isn't your place anymore. So then she gets beaten, and then we we actually see it. We see right. the wounds and everything. And she doesn't want to say who did it because Catherine is just like, what the heck, you know? Like it's. Like that's pretty good because you're just like, oh my god! Like, I mean, because it you, it is very easy for a show like this because it is because it's it's absurd and funny. It's easy to sort of forget how terrible things can get really right. quickly. Right. Um. So it's yeah. important that they have the heads and her getting beaten and every like uh like whipped and stuff. So um. But no, I I think it's terrific. I yeah. I mean, and you've loved loved it. So I'm assuming. That the next episodes will be really good. They so, are. Yeah. They are really very, like, very just good. Just keep getting better. It's like a train that like picks up speed. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you're like at full full speed, and you're just loving the ride. You're like a dog in a car with your head out the window, and you're like, "This is so much fun!" <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, "Woohoo! Yay!" Like for real. Every time they make another joke, every time there's like a visual thing. I think the thing that I and I can talk about generalities, though, is not to spoil anything for Peter because I really don't want to give you any spoilers. It's it's that fun. Um, the thing I like. Well, I don't know if I like this most about the show, but it's ve- it is so good at managing tone. It like this is a show that could easily be caricaturish and t- all, total farce, and it would work on that level, you know, kind of like a Black Adder kind of a thing. But it's so much more, you know. It's poignant. It's heartfelt. There's you know there's legitimate romance involved. There's you know what, what I like to call the horror humor heart. It's got you know because you do have to really. Um, you know, understand the the regime and and without making Nicholas Holt completely unlikable, you know, they so they're able to keep him not to be a mustache twirling villain. They, uh, you know, they they lots of humor, great characterization. Uh, then there's heart and and the, to be able to juggle all of those balls so perfectly without slowing the train down, without you know, kind of feeling like well now I've been taken out of it. And Peter, I. Think, I don't know if this was in text or on the show. You, you know, we talked about this. I do not not like the costumes. I think my point was when I first watched the very first episode, but we've already talked about how it just keeps getting better. I do think I'd be curious. Maybe maybe it's just in my imagination, but I think the costumes get fantastic. And I think oh, that. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that what the reason why and this I'll end here, uh, the reason why I say fantastic isn't because necessarily the complete quality of it. Um, you know, they don't seem like they're necessarily custom made, although some do actually. I like the play on the shapes and the and the styles. Uh, you know, the colors are all great. But, you know, I think I, maybe I mentioned this already. They put him, you know, him in leather pants. So they kind of make him rock and roll. So there's little nods to kind of non-traditional costuming which i think just adds to the you know because it's not a traditional period piece so i think everything about the show is spot on even lastly the score 
which I was afraid that it was going to be too, you know, modern, but they, they leave it mostly for the credits to kind of remind you that this is partly a true story. You well, know yes, what I mean? I, um, I love that whole partly a true story yeah, thing. All of it. I all will tell it. you so this. Anyway, yeah. I, I will tell you this, that by like episode three or four, I was on Wikipedia reading everything about Catherine because yeah, I, was, I wanted to know how much of this is real. Like, well, like, where is the line between their, the farce and uh, real life? This is something, this, if the kids are old enough and the parents signed off on, I would totally probably get fired for this. But I would show I, it I, in I school? I I would get fired. I would show it in high school and be like, what's this? And we will all get excited about history, and then I'll teach you the real shit about Catherine the Great. And then I would get fired. But it's, it, like you said, it's inspiring to know the truth because it's that fun to, yeah. like, make history fun. All right, Tom, are you about to and, say something? Um, from, from a little bit of research I've read, which is why I do plan to watch this eventually because I like the lead actors, they, you know, the tone they played with, but the core events are pretty true. They, those, those crazy Cossacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap that up. We're giving this definitely a thumbs up. If you guys have any questions or comments, leave them at tvcampfiregmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. Listen to us on 50pointradio.com, Krypton Radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.